1: All right, Public Access America, guess what? I met somebody from TikTok because of one of his videos and it was discussing homelessness and it was just straightforward and it was to the point and it's stuff that has come out of my mouth before. And so I wanted to say hi to Derek, who is also known as the underscore introvert on TikTok. Please go ahead and follow him. And uh, what I wanted to do, if it's okay with you, Derek, is just kind of play the video so people know what we're talking about and then we're gonna play a theme song and then come back and get into the show how about this
0: sounds good okay so these guys have their own bathroom and so this lady is complaining about homelessness in Portland Oregon and she makes a video about it to post on TikTok I don't know who you're trying to appeal to those are human beings they're just trying to stay warm They're trying not to shit in the street. Yeah, they have their own fucking bathroom. What do you want people who are homeless to do? Hmm? Where do you want them to go? Just away from you so you don't have to look at it so you can sleep better at night? You pretend that they don't matter anymore? See, people like you are the problem. You're not offering solutions. You're just offering judgment. How about this? Go fuck yourself, you self righteous bitch.
1: What starts here changes the world. Well, I've got to admit, I kind of like it. What starts here changes the world. We are the music makers, and we are the dreamers of dreams. The average American will meet 10,000 people in their lifetime. I was handcuffed to another man from another tribe whose language I did not speak. Don't think. Be- but if every one of you changed the lives of just 10 people, and each one of those people changed the lives of another 10 people and another 10... We did not know each other, and we could not speak to each other, because if we could have spoken to each other, we might have been able to figure out what was happening to us. To every politician who was taking donations from the NRA... Shame on you. I believed them when they said they were sleeping on concrete floors. I believed them. Children being separated from their parents in front of an American flag. I believe them. And you can change the entire population of the world, 8 billion people. And if you're going to figure out what was happening to us, we might have been able to prevent it. If you think it's hard to change the lives of 10 people, change, change their, lives their lives forever. Lives. Well, it didn't happen. Here we are. I believe these women. You're wrong. I feel extremely lucky to to be here with, with all of you fighting for justice, for equality, for the right for us to equally exist in this country. So what starts here can indeed change the world, but the question is, what will the world look like after you change it? Welcome to Public Access America. Make a stand. I know I did. Thank you very much, and may God bless us. And may God bless us. Right. And we're back. How about that one? So I love the. I love the fact that. Y- we have a lot of conversations in this country and it's always about problems, but nobody ever says the word solutions. And we're just, you don't have any expertise in homelessness. You're not homeless yourself. I'm not homeless myself. I don't have any expertise other than knowing people that have been and gotten through it. And, you know, some volunteer work that I've done. So why, why, why did you have to post that?
0: Um, Well, I actually was homeless, uh, for a little while. Um, when I was 18 years old, uh, my mom was evicted from her, uh, from our house while I was actually visiting with a friend in Southern California. We currently lived in uh, Northern California and she left a message on my cell phone saying, uh, we've been evicted. And when you get back, you're going to have to find a place to live. So when I got back, um, there was, you know, all my stuff was missing. There was no forwarding address, none, nothing like that. And I couch hopped for a little while. And then, uh, you know, you burn bridges. Yep. Uh, and I ended up on the street for about two, three months.
1: Okay.
0: So, so when I saw this lady um, basically making just really harsh complaints about homelessness, uh, complaining that they had a porter potty, and uh, a two-story, um, I think she took down the video, but she complained that the one of their houses, their shelters, was two stories, as if they were living some kind of homeless dream. Right. Um, was It just kind of struck a chord with me. I just don't understand people who could act like that. And then when I looked at the comments um, on the video, she had a lot of people who were agreeing with her and um there was a fair amount of people who were judging her as well about her comments but i didn't like the fact that there were so many people who seemed to be uh, on the same wavelength as she was
1: that's sad isn't it is it do you think it's the society or do you think people just don't want to think about
0: homeless um i think it's both i think there's a lot of propaganda that's spread about homelessness um, and the type of person that's homeless. Agreed. Uh, um, I think a lot of times people assume that the reason why they're homeless is because they're lazy, Mm. um, that it's their choice, that they're refusing help, um, or that they're just drug addicts or they're just alcoholics. Um, And oftentimes, Society is obviously not very kind to those types of, of things, especially in, in the United States. Um, we kind of value people based on their productiveness as a person. Um, so, yeah, I just, yeah.
1: <laughs> no, it matters, right? We, yeah. we, we did a show in Washington State, and so that's where my statistics come from, basically. And it was there's 21,000 homeless people. In Washington State, but if you break it down by stat, five thousand of those people are chronically homeless, and the others are veterans and teenagers and and uh, families and Mm -hmm. just real people with that. Just I'm 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 trying to figure out what the faucet is that's causing homelessness, so we can turn that off and then help people because. In reality, when I last looked in 2020, 550,000 plus homeless people were going to be sleeping outside tonight. And what's amazing to me in a country of 360 million people is that 550,000 can't be taken care of, you know, and it, it just drives me insane. And then you, just with your sarcastic, dry wit, maybe it is, you know, character, just mm-hmm. kind of just just kind of say it like yeah you know it's a joke she's a joke and those people are jokes but how do we get them to understand that there's 70 percent of us that want to help them and the other 30 percent are these trolls and they get a bigger platform because they're trolls
0: yeah oftentimes people who are uh what what's the saying people who know it the least know it the loudest
1: yeah
0: i like that Uh, yeah Um, they tend to, it's really easy to be critical. It's easy to be, um, just the party of no, the party of, of just, just hate in general. It's, it's harder to be compassionate. It's harder to, to have empathy. I think a lot of people in the United States, uh, at least on the side, and I'm going to make a really broad, uh, stroke here with a brush. I think a lot of people in the United States, um who are happen to be on the opposite side of empathy. It, it's it's a learned trait. It's a learned uh uh or I guess it's be it'd be a lack of a learned trait. Um
1: Yeah. Well I mean not caring is a form of lack of empathy just means you don't care, which means you don't have to think about it, which feels pretty good to not have to think that there's homeless people, you know? And mm-hmm. I get the appeal of that, but solving the problem feels awfully good too, you know?
0: Right. Yeah. Um, It's, it's difficult. It's difficult to get um, that message across uh, when there's such a ingrained ideology of value uh, for a person that's tied to their economic, uh, their socioeconomic status. Mm. Um, poor people are brushed off as dumb or lazy or, and then that they deserve the life that they're in. Right. Um,
1: but it's perpetual, isn't it? I mean, if you lose your TV, if you lose your computer, if you lose electricity, if you lose the ability to go to school and get a meal every day, you're never going to get ahead. You're always going to fall behind in the cycles of, you know, media and, social media and the things people are building. And so they just they drop out. They too like I don't know if anybody that's homeless will actually ever hear this. You know what I mean? And yeah. So mm-hmm. so virtually, realistically, they have no voice other than their lungs shouting out to the sky. And I think that I think that people should either make it part of their daily speech to bring it up or or they should volunteer silently or they should shut the fuck up about it. You know what I mean? Because you're just making it worse by, we had a candidate here in Tallahassee that said, well, I know there's homeless people in the park. We're shooing them out because we had complaints. Where are you shooing them out to? You know, they're people. Exactly. And that's what, it really bugs me because they don't have a vote because they're not likely to go and vote. They don't deserve help. And the thing is, is like most of them have a life and they know what living life is like. They just want to get back to it. They just need, that helping hand to do it. So how did, how did you, how did you find a place? How did you, how did you get back on your feet?
0: Um, eventually uh, I ended up moving back in with my mother when she found a place uh, in a, at a trailer. I actually lived in what would be considered an add on room to a trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, it was uh, basically just OSB walls and uh on cinder blocks and i slept on like three pieces of foam and some sheets uh it wasn't a um luxurious uh home or anything like that um but just having a home any home at that point uh, allowed me to have a place to get my mail a place to uh store my belongings without having to worry about them being ruined by weather or the, or stolen or just, you know, um, yeah, yeah. and that gives you the, you know, just a, a base so you can get a job. Okay. And that's basically what happened.
1: Cause you can't get a bill without an address. It's almost like if you, if you don't have a address you can't get a bank account. If you can't get a bank account, you can't get anything.
0: Yeah, so exactly. You need
1: to start somewhere. And I, I heard, I think it was Kirsten Gillibrand suggested that post office post offices become those bank accounts like they used to do. And I really like that idea. So you can have a bank account and it's federally insured. You know, mm-hmm. and you also get a post office box. So I think that's a great idea.
0: Yeah, I th- uh, was it maybe Bernie Sanders too, I think had the same idea of, of shoring up, the pulse of service and making it, uh, have a bank. Like, is that the same thing? Probably. Yeah, probably.
1: Yeah. They're yeah. on, they're, they're pretty similar on other policies. They work together on just virtually everything. And I see right. why, you know, <laughs>
0: exactly. Mm-hmm. All right,
1: so, so, I mean, you've, you've paid attention to this now. I mean, how long have you, how long have you since, how long since you've been homeless?
0: Uh, I was, well, I'm 37 years old now and I was homeless when I was around 18 years old. Gotcha. Okay. So it was a while. It it was a while ago. Yeah. Um, But, and I wouldn't say that I'm an expert or I kept up on it. I think more along the lines of um, my empathy towards homeless people kind of grew. And Mm -hmm. I always just kind of paid attention to, you know, um, just the local stuff that would pop up. People having complaints on next door about homelessness creeping into the neighborhood Mm-hmm. Uh, the dangers of them and stuff. And I would chime in on those types of conversations, um, you know, and I'm always one to at when I'm stopped or asked, um, you know, by a homeless person, if they need, they, they're they asking for money or food or something like that. I'm, I'm, I always go out of my way. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of my friends, even I'll be with my friends in the car and they're like, what are you doing? You're just going to spend it on alcohol or you're just going to spend it on drugs or he's probably scamming you. And I'm like, if that's the case, you know, that's that's on him that's not on me right. um and I'm gonna try to do what I can and that's all I can really control at that point
1: okay you know? there, I, I totally agree with that by the way do, so do you I mean you've paid attention just like everybody else has is there something you see that's just getting I had a better question but I, I lost it listening to it no worries <laughs> that's it's okay. just it's such a big issue and 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 I, I, I think we need to we need we need a megaphone for them if they're not gonna have one. And so I'm I'm wondering what it is that's causing it. And I'm just wondering if, if there's anything you've seen that like has made it worse. Because here's what I'm noticing. When we went to like credit cards and debit cards, nobody had spare change, nobody carried cash right and now now there's covid and it's like now there's nobody around like you can't even get within six feet to ask somebody for something and they're not out and about to where where anybody can get money i it's a real sad time for me and it's got to be if it's hard for us it's got to be hard for somebody that doesn't have a roof over their head and it just i'm just wondering if you've seen anything that could that's made it worse you know since you've been paying attention
0: um yeah, I mean, obviously, I think COVID is making it difficult for everybody to be more um, what's the word? Generous, I guess. It, it there's there's a lot more barriers between us and homeless people right now. Uh, social distancing and and stay at home orders and being having this self quarantine, um, it it makes us weary of other people in general, even people who are not homeless. Right. Um, but I think there's a systematic issue uh, that kind of runs deeper um, than just um, somebody falling on, you know, victim to their mental illness. Or, um, mm-hmm. And I guess these are kind of generalizations, again, okay. about homeless people. But, you know, um, there's a bigger issue than people falling victim to their mental illnesses or their alcoholism or drug abuse. Um, I think – I was it – And feel free for anybody to correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not an expert here. I think it was Reagan who dismantled our mental health systems, and it was actually okay. And he um, ended up, and as a result, we ended up with a lot of um, you know people who suffer from mental illnesses back on the street without a social safety net to kind of corral that failure of our society. so yeah. I think there's that uh, plays a part into it. Um, the lack of social safety nets in general across um, the United States makes it very easy for a person who's living paycheck to paycheck to fall victim to a series of unfortunate events that can lead to homelessness. I think a lot of people um, are in that in that boat, especially now during COVID. Well, I agree,
1: and I think things like payday lenders lenders the and other things they create these holes that people fall in and then it's real hard to get back out i think people have this this view of a homeless person that just that you know that he can't do anything like you were saying and it they there a lot of them served our country a lot of them are families That's true. that just yeah. they just got foreclosed on what is it 40 million people unemployed since this pandemic um another 40 million about to be evicted any day or have been evicted in the past two months. And,
0: uh-huh.
1: and it seems yeah. like nobody seems to care. And I just don't understand And The government, they take our money to create things to benefit the people, right? Like that's what the government is there for. It's not to go and um, just spend it willy nilly. They, they, they do it to help us and, I want to help homeless people.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the government, I think I mentioned this in a follow-up video to that because I had a lot of people commenting and I would reply uh, via video. And they, I think I said, I'm sorry, I'm losing my train of thought here. Yeah, yeah. um, That, though, that the government will work, I said that the government will work as well as the people we elect. So there's a lot of times that people say, oh, yeah, you know, you just want to pay taxpayer or uh, pay taxes and then turn your back as if that's all you can do. And huh. and while the government kind of spends the money how they please and it never really reaches um, homelessness. And that right. might be true, especially on a local level. Um, but I think if I think if we're talking about it in terms of theory, um in theory, it's supposed to work. The the government is supposed to work for the people. And if you're you're hiring, if you're hiring, if you're electing officials who don't care about homelessness, who are not passionate about it or any issue that uh, will help the United States uh, when it comes to homelessness, it just, it's not gonna work then. It's never gonna work if you don't have people who care about it in, in office. So you have to elect people who um will speak up on your behalf you know
1: and we've been um, sorry i know you don't you don't do a lot of podcasts you said this was your first one we actually Mm -hmm. have about we have four shows washington state texas florida and then this is our national one okay and what we do is we've been preaching now that the election's over people have this activist energy and they need to go local and they need to pay attention to their commissioners and their mayors and their police chiefs. And because the honest to God truth is, is you're voting because of Donald Trump or Joe Biden, but you're electing down the line, racist sheriffs and oppressive community leaders, and you're not paying attention to that. And I think we need to start fixing from the ground up is, is the theory we're going with this year.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's very important to, to, vote down ballot right i think that's what it's called yeah um you, like you said if you if you're voting for a sheriff who is uh seems to lack empathy in general uh whether it be for uh, against uh or for black people or or homelessness you're they're not gonna they're not gonna care they're not gonna they're not gonna police uh the way you want them to they're gonna police the way that they they see fit. And True. a lot of times it ends up being c- completely counterproductive or costing taxpayers more money. I think jailing homelessness is obvious, like making it a crime mm-hmm. um, to be homeless seems incredibly counterproductive. Um, just beca- What are you going to do who, to someone who doesn't have much of anything at all? Um, right. You put them in jail, they might lose all their possessions uh, that are out in the street you know, when they got picked up, right? Um, they're going to be treated poorly. And when they're in jail, it's, it becomes a cycle of, of impoverishment if that's the correct terminology.
1: Yep. Yep. I totally agree. And I mean, it, honest to God, it's, it's easier to give them a, a hand up than it is to pay for them every year. And so we should be. And, uh, a lot of times there's this this pipeline where they get arrested, they go to a hospital, they get ejected from the hospital after 72 hours, then they get picked up again and they go to jail and they can't bond out. So eventually they have their court case and they're let free, but then they missed their court case. So now they're going to prison and there's nothing to there's nothing to evaluate people in this pipeline and kind of offshoot them to the help they need. It's all just general. It's all just general. We're going to house you people until you're, until you're free, but we don't do anything for them. I think a homeless person might like three months in jail if they could get a phone and a computer and start setting up their life. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. If, if it was just that, I think they would be volunteering left and right uh, Mm -hmm. for jail. Um, Obviously, there's a lot of other pitfalls that are that are that exist when you go to jail that makes it obviously a deterrent of course um, or or another hurdle um if we want to arrest people for being homeless i think increasing social workers to at once they're arrested to kind of like you said evaluate Mm -hmm. the person's um state um what what are the reasons for their homelessness you know, because if it's just a guy who got sick and uh, lost his job, and then couldn't pay his rent, and right. you know he now he doesn't have the ability to, you know, sustain himself, you're you're dealing with somebody who could easily be a um a, you know come to be a, another productive member of society instead of brushing them off as somebody who just belongs in jail.
1: Right.
0: Um. It, the same can be said for. Someone who's addicted to drugs or her or alcohol, rehabilitating those people. That's that shouldn't be a life sentence. Homelessness shouldn't be uh, something that isn't that you don't come back from.
1: Right. It should. It should. It should only be temporary.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, I'm not sure which country it was that did this exactly. Um, so I would have to look it up. I'm bringing this off the top of my head, yeah. but I think it was like Denmark or Sweden um, where they built tiny homes mm-hmm. uh, for these, for homeless people. And they had like a 90% rehabilitation rate Interesting. Um, um, where they would uh, assign them social workers and, uh, and, and, do job placement and they'd rehabilitate their addictions or, or just give them a place to, to work on themselves. So to to become, um, I don't want to say a burden on society, but just another person that falls to the pit, you know, that, uh, falls to the pitfalls of society, I guess.
1: Well, they're a burden on society, but it's our burden as a society to help them. It's exactly. Yeah. They they're not the burden. It's the effects. They should burden us. Homelessness should burden us in our minds. It should make us feel guilty. It should make us feel bad. So I think that's what it means. I think they are burdened by society. I don't think they're
0: a burden. Yeah, yeah, that's a better way of of framing that.
1: I like that. See, and having long-form conversations like this, people understand how we get from A to B. So they might not agree with our with our outcomes when we say fuck you if you're going to make fun of people that are homeless but if they listen to the whole conversation they can go that's how they got there a equals b equals c (laughs) yeah
0: i I agree with that um there's a little bit of of anti-intellectualism that kind of runs rampant through uh i would say the the right uh and they they don't want to listen to elite liberals in coastal cities to kind of tell them how to spend their taxpayer money. You know, they, mm. they're, they've bought into the idea that uh, homelessness is uh, a personal issue as opposed to a societal one. Right. Um, um. So it's really easy for them to just, you know, make a video saying that these people are, are ruining my downtown experience because i want to go downtown and shop and not have to be reminded that you know uh there are people out there who aren't eating tonight
1: right and they are ruining your downtown experience that's the thing but what's the solution putting a video on tiktok gathering hate to keep to perpetuate the problem or getting on your political officials to fix that. Adam, on Adam has a beard, he said, there's this guy, he just shit on the street. What the fuck? And I said, well, did you talk to your commissioner or your alderman or your mayor? Or, you know, did you, did you raise a fuss? Did you look to see? Uh, Is he a veteran? You know, and we looked it up and it turns out that Washington state issues vouchers for veterans. So if you're a homeless veteran, you can go to the department of welfare and get a voucher and and move into somewhere. And it turned out that landlords were not accepting those vouchers. And so the state had to literally sue landlords to get them to accept these vouchers, which are money. And, right. And so there's, there's these, there's these mechanisms to help. And I just think there's a disconnect between the people suffering and the people that have the answers. Like you said, Sometimes liberals are super elite and they like to talk up. Then liberals rarely do this and talk to people like you or I. They mm-hmm. they they always they're looking for the person that's right above them to talk to. And so they don't they don't hear it. And it's never talked down. It's never, there's never people talking to people that are suffering and asking them what they need. I would love to be, have a podcast where I could just ask people what it is they needed to get, to get, to get better, to get a, to get a leg up. Because even you and I, I mean, we have four walls around us, but we still need a leg up getting somewhere, you know, in our own lives. We all need that. And right, government needs to start just like getting out of the way or helping and i am in the favor of helping somebody asked me i said he said he believed libertarian he believes in smaller government and i said well who's that going to leave out and he said what and i said who's that going to leave out who are you going to stop protecting he said well what's your idea and i said bigger government doing everything for us you know and he said who's going to work for this government and i said everybody <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. he, his mind just exploded you know? <laughs>
0: I think it's really admirable to to and it's easier said than done a lot of times especially right now to say that you know i want to be able to help out homeless people on an individual level mm-hmm. um or a personal level even um to be able to maybe because i've had people in my comments uh in that video saying uh you're not really offering solutions either and you're kind of being hypocritical by not help letting a homeless person into your into your house That's right. um, um and it's it's true to an extent, right? Like I can let a homeless person into my house. I would have to do some sort of vetting, but mm-hmm. I'm not really equipped. I have a family and I'm not really equipped uh, or experienced and right. helping somebody who has, uh, you know, maybe a mental illness or a uh, um, an addiction to drugs or, or alcohol. Um, I'm not, I'm not a therapist. I'm right. not a psychiatrist. Um, and while I've, I've let people live with me like friends and family who have uh, mm-hmm. been in between housing. Um, you know, I think it's just a, it's a miss, uh, what's the word? It's just, it's not a solution to homelessness when it's a societal issue. I can right. individually help people what we need to, um, create social safety nets and social welfare programs that will, um, uh, at a, at a systematic level to, to help alleviate the issue of, of homelessness. So in yes. that, we would be more government. It would be bigger government. Um, yeah. You know, you and need we, that.
1: We're spending the money anyway. They're we definitely have the for money. taxes. So it's either a trillion dollar budget for military or two billion less. And you, you take care of some homeless problems. And I am of the belief that strengthening strengthening in our nation makes us a stronger nation i think we need to protect yeah. we need to grow and build ourselves i just in any innovative way possible we need to be better as a nation because that that helps protect our borders and so homelessness Agreed. is a big problem you know and so i really appreciate you being here for that i wanted to get to some of the comments and ask you yeah more about what what were some of the com? What were people saying to you that you then had to debate? Because this became a debate with you, and you you kind of went viral with this, right?
0: Yeah, I had eighty three thousand views on that, and uh, around seventeen thousand likes on that one video. And it was the first time that I had done anything at that level on TikTok. Right. Um. Most of the comments were pretty affirming of my position on that I would say like 90% of them were like yeah I'm glad somebody said something I'm glad you're speaking out thank you for speaking out I've had I had a few uh people who were actually saying that they were homeless saying thank you for speaking up for me um in there and you know I'm glad I was giving them a voice uh I am too yeah I I think it, it needed to be said and I'm not one I'm around all my friends, uh, they know me as the guy who will always speak his mind and and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Uh, I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm not going to beat around your feelings, but you're always going to get an honest, uh, opinion from me. Um, just, I think, let's see. Uh, one of them was, yeah, just this, this guy said that you, if if you're going to that you would you're turning your back after you just say you want to pay taxes towards social welfare programs and in my opinion i think in a civilized society um it's the least a moral person can do is to pay taxes towards social welfare programs i think we need to increase our our um our social uh safety nets it's Mm -hmm. it's one of the biggest reasons why people feel like they're not safe and they live paycheck to paycheck right. it's you know uh, they don't they can't even be bothered uh to help someone else because they have to get theirs this rat race of of mm. working nine to five and then de- and then coming home and maybe going to a second job to to make ends meet
1: there's right. just
0: not a lot of room for people to have that emotional availability or that moral availability to 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 help. So. I think if you, in our current state um, we need to give everyone that social those social safety nets, whether it be uh, universal healthcare um, or maybe even a. I think Andrew Yang had the that universal income uh, mm-hmm. idea of thousand dollars a month. I think for most people that's not gonna um, be a, that that much, but it's definitely gonna help. You know if someone who's middle class or upper middle class might not really need that. But um you know, working class or underclass or homelessness, you know, if you can get a P.O. box and get a thousand dollars a month, dude, that's that's that means that's a difference between being able to pay for your medication uh or not. That's right. Or get a get uh you know a prosthetic for your for your disability or or you know or something like that. Hmm. You know there's, there's a whole lot of, of things that we can do with um, taxpayer money. I
1: like that. We had a lady, Jerry Say, here to discuss um, renovating malls and making them a bunch of one bedroom apartments and just for, for the homeless people and for the low income community and just to give them a place, like you're saying, just free Wi Fi and maybe a, a library, maybe just something nearby um, we have so many, I've heard so many great ideas from so many people discussing just food deserts and poverty and segregation. And so I love these conversations, you know, and I'm so glad that you, I'm so glad you had the balls to, to say that because a lot of people just, they don't understand it's an issue. I think they all relate it to the one, the 5,000 chronic people that are homeless. And, I think what you got to do is you got to kind of sop up the edges and clean up the families and say, what do the families need? Okay. What do the veterans need? Why are these students homeless? You know? And then mm-hmm. eventually you eat around the edges and you get to those 5,000 people that are chronically homeless. And on an individual level, then you say, what's your problem, John? Okay. Medication. What's your problem? Okay. Rehab. What's your problem? Ah, shit. <laughs> You're going to jail, you know? And then yeah. you do that, but you, it's going to take a year. I mean, it's, you can't do anything instantly, but I think people feel like if I give a dollar to a homeless person, I'm not fixing the problem. I'm just, I'm, I'm not making my life better either. And that's a shame, you know, and it's also a shame that we have to donate and we have to give to causes so they can take care of them when we're also paying taxes to take care of them. And somebody's stealing that tax money and not giving it to the social net, like you said.
0: Yeah. They're like buying, you know, $5,000 office chairs and $20,000 rugs and things like that. Um, Right. Yeah. There's a lot of bloated, uh, government. And I think that's one of the things that people on the right point to is that you're looking for the government to kind of be a nanny, um, for, for, for the issues and, and, but when the communities fail, um, to, to address these issues, we, who do you turn to if we can't do it on an individual level and then a community community level, who, where does the, the problem doesn't go away? That's right. You know, we have, when I was homeless, uh, I definitely hit up some food closets and some churches for, mm. for some, you know, supplies. And, right. uh, I, I would say that those things probably still exist. Um, but again, like you said, it's not going to really fix the issue. It's not going to, it's not going to solve the issue. It might just alleviate some momentary, um, issues that's, that someone who's homeless is facing. Um, so we can't just assume that these things are going to go away, um, because we give someone a dollar or Mm -hmm. someone, uh, you know, a loaf of bread. Right. Um, or even a or even a, a bed to sleep in in your house that might solve that person's issue, but it's not going to solve the reason why people are becoming homeless.
1: That's right. And there's a yeah. million different reasons. A mm-hmm. man that's addicted to opium might have chronic pain and he just can't afford the insurance to get the medications. And there's a, you know, alcoholism covers up a lot of PTSDs for people, even though it also exposes them. And so, mm-hmm. but so... Wait, how much time do we have left? Hey, you're listening to Public Access America, and that's what I do when I'm talking. (laughs) (laughs) So you you you've covered other issues. I want to get onto your TikTok. I want to promote TikTok a little bit, and sure, this is the underscore introvert which is just the introvert but put an underscore under there and then uh, but i noticed you you do some music videos right and then you do some other topics as well i just looked at one about halloween you were saying i needed my snickers how just deadpan you are about it you know what i mean is that is that something you're working on like building a style
0: um yeah i guess i think i kind of just i'm i really like talking i've ever since uh let's see 2008 or so i think it was the first time i really became more politically uh, involved or, or i started paying attention to politics and that could be accredited to uh obama and his charisma i guess oh. um and ever since then i've kind of followed politics uh pretty closely i debate it with my friends i have a, uh, a few republican friends uh that i debate uh quite often um
1: congratulations because i don't have any republicans left to debate
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i've lost a few uh both um either they've unfriended me or i've unfriended them just because there's some moral issues it's not people say oh you're you're losing friends over politics and it's like yes and no it's kind of there's a lot of moral issues it's not really politics when you're saying that somebody isn't a human being and doesn't deserve the same rights as you um you know, and we can get into those issues, but it becomes a moral issue to me that I'm not okay with giving you a safe space for, um, exactly. you know, so there's some division there and that's unfortunate. Um, and, and it wasn't just like one conversation either. I don't want people to get the idea that like, I, Oh, I found out that you're a pro mm-hmm. border wall. And then I was like, and I, and I deleted you or something like that. No, it's usually after, multiple conversations over maybe years uh, right. of this types of, of mentality that go where I finally get to a point where I'm like, this isn't really worth um, my time. I think you've dug your heels in enough and um, I'm not going to get anywhere with you. Um, and that's unfortunate. Um, and then I guess for the rest of my tick I, I play guitar. I, uh, I dance like an idiot, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, And I make comments, you know, about anything and everything. I also talk about my mental health. Um, I think mental health um, issues are another kind of invisible issue that society wants to Mm -hmm. um, address on an individual level. They kind of think that, you know, you should knock it off and just pull yourself up by your bootstraps and get on with it type of thing. Um, But uh, I have PTSD. uh, I have anxiety and depression. And, uh, you know, so I talk about those types of things, the issues that I have with my, my therapists, um, and the, uh, what's the word? Uh, I can't think of the word, but oh. it, the, the, just kind of like how I tried to call to get, um, an appointment to see a therapist. Um, and it was six weeks out. I was six weeks out in between Uh, the time I called and the time that they could book me. And then even after I talked to them again, the next appointment was going to be another six weeks. And I really don't feel like that's rehabilitating somebody, um, especially uh, somebody who has PTSD. Um, I feel like that's just kind of a band-aid issue. And that's just another way in which somebody like me um, could easily fall through the cracks of society by having a lack of a therapist or a lack of an access to a psychiatrist. And if I had a, I don't know, maybe an episode or something, I could end up, um, you know, 5150'd, thrown into a, yep. a a psych ward type of thing. And then, you know, you get put into, you get out and you've lost your job or you've lost your, your home because you haven't paid rent because you've been uh, in, put in jail. And then I'm homeless all of a sudden. So I talk about those types of issues, I guess, uh, because they affect me or they have yeah. in the past. And I'm
1: sure they affect a lot of people. I mean, you get a lot of comments, you get a lot of likes, you have a lot of followers. So somebody's connecting with that message.
0: Yeah. I'm really taken back by the amount of people who are, uh, who are following and liking the stuff I do. I didn't, I didn't expect that. And I, I don't think I have a ton. I do uh, I I have like, Maybe just under four thousand followers, so it's not a, it's not a, a large amount. But you know, I'm climbing, I'm getting there. there you you know, and I, I hope I got that
1: 18, it So hey, you're doing good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. But I really yeah. like that, and so people should go follow the underscore introvert on TikTok. What I'm fascinated about on TikTok is just the amount of humanity, the amount of honesty, the amount of yes. vulnerability that I see just come in my for you section.
0: Yes, it's been uh, th- one of the the greatest communities that I've been a part of in, on online and forever. Um, I was talking with uh, my wife about it, and uh, we think happiness is where uh, on Facebook is dies. You just you go you go to Facebook, and even your friends and family aren't liking the stuff that you're posting up anymore. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, and Instagram is so fake. I mean, people are just posting up the best versions of themselves, and it's not even real. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's not really a conversation to be had. And I think the video platform, these short sixty-second videos, while sometimes limiting for complicated issues, um, kind of bridges a gap for a lot of people. It gets you get more, you feel more connected to somebody yeah. when you can see them and listen to them. You can get the inflections in their voice and their tone of voice, exactly. and stuff like that. Um, and That's it's right. all from strangers is the craziest part. Right. Is that there's so many people that just connect with you, um, for the for the for your niche. If you're into if you're into knitting or like mm-hmm. you know hockey or whatever. Like y- if you're into those things, then there's a there's a there's a TikTok community for you that is going to be super involved, vocal, and and yeah, it's great. I mean, people <laughs> think it's all just you know, teenagers and dancing and, and, right. and stuff like that. And it's not, I mean, there's that, um, but it's not. It's, I think it's a great app, especially during these times when people, sorry, I'm getting to a little long-winded, especially during these times when we're having riots and stuff like that. And you need to have uh, some sort of evidence of these things that are going on around the world, some kind of awareness. And it, it, it spreads so fast. Hmm. So.
1: That it's great. is amazing. I want to say that. And before I ask you the last question, do you have any tips for people on how to use TikTok, how to find the content that you like? I find I'm getting a lot of educational uh, autism lessons, brain therapies, and it, it, I don't see many funny things anymore except that little guy with the big head, you know? <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure how the algorithm works exactly. It's probably listening to us a little bit and, and TikTok is probably buying access from other, uh, medias oh. that are selling your private information. Right. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, so there's a little bit of that algorithm, um, because I know sometimes I'll be talking with my wife about something and then next thing you know, on TikTok, I'll come across something that's about that. That being said, um, you can go to the discover page and basically type in anything. Uh, if you're into playing guitar, you just type in, you know, guitar and you'll see all these different people that'll pop up and you can kind of see within those communities, they all have their own kind of, uh, hashtags, you know, there'll be like mental health awareness hashtag, or there'll be like, you know, acoustic guitar covers hashtag. Uh, And there's like hype trains and stuff like that, that you can kind of use to help navigate that. Um, I do a lot of hashtag surfing to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And if you find somebody who's really popular on there, look at their hashtags because they'll they'll kind of give you an idea about um, which ones to use and, and for what reason. And if they're in a, a community that you that you care about um, or they're talking about something that you care about, there should be a hashtag in, in there that'll help bring you to more people who are on board with that. That's amazing.
1: That's amazing. And then just to wrap up, is there anybody, well... Is there anybody you like on TikTok? Is there anybody that like amazes you? Anybody you can think of off the top of your head?
0: The Lakes girl. I can't remember her name. Like Great Lakes something. She talks about Great Lakes and and it's not just the the ones in the United States, but all over the world. She's so smart and so uh uh informative about something that I didn't give a crap about, you know, and it's it's <laughs> I have I follow all the time. And there's another guy who uh, I wish I had their names off the top of my head. I can't think of them. But if, I bet well, you, if, you in... if,
1: if you send me the links when you come across them, I'll add them to this episode description, along with a couple that I like and follow, too. And then people can start their journey on TikTok.
0: Yeah, that'd be that'd be fantastic. I'll definitely do that. Because yeah.
1: I know I put you on the spot with that one. No, it's OK. yeah and you could have said public access guy that would have been good too
0: (laughs) yeah yeah you should guys check out this this is the greatest podcast i've ever been a part of it's the only one i've ever been a part of but it's the greatest i love
1: it and i hear you got family going on in the background so i think i've taken up in about an hour of your time
0: right yeah about that yeah i
1: love it thanks for being here derek
0: yeah thank you for having me
1: no problem. And you're going to come back and maybe be on the, uh, we have a Adam has the beard show and you know, that's the West coast. Maybe we'll have you on there. Cause you sound like that. It's just a bunch of musicians getting around and talking. Most of the, most of the podcasts are, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I'm always available for this type of stuff, especially right now. Uh, so yeah. Hit yeah. me up anytime. I'm definitely a vocal dude and willing to share my honest opinion.
1: I love it. I consider you a friend. I'm going to do yeah. some uh, wrapping up, yeah, but you're free to go. Thanks for being here buddy. Yeah. Thank you. you I'll, I'll send you a link to the episode once I post it up. If that's okay.
0: Yeah. That'd Love be great. It.
1: Thanks for being here. All right. Bye. Bye. And this has been public access America. You can find public access America on Apple podcasts, the stitcher smart radio app, Spotify, tune in radio, Google play, player FM and podcast addict, as well as my favorite radio public. It just kind of goes with us. You can get a, get a, feel of the positivity on twitter at public access pod you can find us on instagram and of course youtube at public access america and finally you can find me public access guy on tiktok you can find Derek the underscore introverse on tiktok as well Man, I almost had that one. Thank you for listening to Public Access America. It has been a long and glorious day. I want you to consider having some empathy tomorrow, okay? I just want you to wake up and realize that maybe not hating somebody is the way to go. okay? You don't have to you don't have to be angry at all the time. You don't have to help homeless people, but you don't have to make it worse on. Them. And that goes for just about everybody. If you're gonna hurt somebody's day, just shut the fuck up. I love you, though, and I'll listen to you no matter what tone you have. This has been Public Access America, and we will have a great holiday weekend, by the way. Have a happy Thanksgiving. We're going to be, this is going to be our episode for this week. Love you. <laughs> what a good guy. To those who would tear the world down, we will defeat you. This is our moment. This is our time. To those who seek peace and security, we support you. Yes, we can. And to all It will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently for letting you are let it. let it. nobody it's going to hit as hard as life. Ask not, yes, we can. What your country can do for you. I have a dream. Ask what you can do for your five poor little children. Yes, we can. One day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character.
0: I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a, depression.
1: it's a depression. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. It ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can Take and keep, keep moving, moving forward. How much you can take it and keep moving forward. That's how winning it's done. Welcome to Public Access America. America. Yes, we can. yes, we can. Now on Instagram and SoundCloud. We wanted
0: to run out of that tunnel for my dad.
1: On Twitter. Prove Podcast for the Stitcher Smart Stitcher Radio app, and Spotify yes, Spotify. Spotify. yes, we can. Public Access America. History in the making, history in the making. making history in the making.